0: Welcome to another episode of the Fired Up Podcast. I am your host, Cam Hewitt, flying solo today without my buddy, Andrew, uh, bringing one of these, I'm going to call it a quote-unquote science-backed uh, episode for you on a little uh, mini-topic, mini-episode for you, a um, little bit different than maybe the one that that Andrew did, um, and that's mainly because I know, like me, some of you consume information and media a little bit differently. So articles, I do like reading articles. You get me in front of a study and I am just falling asleep. It's words I don't know. It's long, boring, and I don't like them. I like the information that they provide to laymen and experts and likewise. But what I would rather do is find people that have their PhDs in a certain topic that I'm interested in, listen to them in a long form conversation, preferably with another PhD, and have them explain the study that either they conducted or their colleagues conducted. So it's not so much secondhand, um, but a little more direct information. This episode, I just wanna talk a little bit about the hot new trend. It's actually uh, maybe the freezing new trend of cold plunging. Uh, This came uh, to the the mainstream uh, maybe a few years ago with Wim Hof. There's a, a YouTube video or like a documentary made about him called like the Iceman or something like that. And it's just this guy that is surrounded by snow and icebergs. And he walks up to the water He's like this half naked dude and he looks like a caveman and he looks out in the water and he just says, the water is inviting me for an experience. You're like, what kind of hippy dippy BS is this? And then you see him swimming and he's swimming next to these massive, massive sheets of ice. And then you see him doing this insane breath work. Um, and that, that was kind of how Wim Hof got. Uh, came to be in the mainstream and he's one of the central figures in cold plunging. And to be honest, it's, it's a big topic right now. A lot of people are talking about it. There's some, maybe we'll call it controversy around it. Um, I, what I want to do in this episode is kind of talk about the pros and cons as someone who actually does it, but then also lead you guys to resources that I found uh, just to be a little bit easier to consume. Let's say that. So the the first thing that uh, that got me interested was honestly just general content that I saw online. I'm like, hey, you know what? That looks, that looks badass. You know, you got these guys with these tubs in the morning and they break the ice on top and they get in and, you know, they say how they feel really good and they lose fat and yada, yada, yada. And you know, one half of my brain saying, hey, this is snake oil, this is BS, all that. And the other part of me is like, hey, I want to kind of try this stuff out. Let me learn a little bit more about it. Started off um, actually listening to the Huberman Lab podcast. He has a guest, her name is Susanna uh, Soberg. I'll, I'll link the podcast in the notes here. Um, about a three hour, two and a half, three hour conversation that she has with Andrew Huberman. And she is a researcher out of somewhere in Scandinavia, where it's always fricking cold. Um, and she noticed that all these like middle-aged men would swim in really cold water. And they seemed happy, they seemed healthy. So she, she started studying them. Um, and then it kind of led to some more ice, ice deliberate ice exposure uh, research that she did. And speaking of uh, content, that is manageable um, or palatable for the average person, I looked up her study and I was like, holy crap. I mean, you got to be science minded to be able to read that stuff because it is a lot of information, a lot of numbers. And you're, and half the time I was just like, what am I reading and why does it matter? Um, so her episode with Andrew Huberman, some of the big takeaways were that those people that did deliberate cold plunging for about 11 minutes per week through multiple sessions, uh, those sessions being anywhere between two and three minutes in length, uh, she found a few things. She found that they had um, better blood pressure rates. Now, you also gotta think those people are swimming and active, okay? So that's something to think about. But when you do cold plunge, you know, your veins constrict quite a bit. And then when you get out and they warm up, they they open up a lot. So, and, and it feels awesome when that happens, by the way. The other thing is that it helps you develop your brown fat. Okay, now that helps you regulate your metabolism. And I'm going to stop it there because she goes way in depth on it. And I'm kind of, I'm one of those guys that once I hear something from a podcast, I don't mind throwing away the explanation as long as the explanation to me makes sense, I'll hang on to the part that tells me what to do and how to do it. And I'm like, hey, I know it will do this. I know there's a reason for it, but I'm, I'm not gonna study it and remember that reason. Uh, maybe if someone asks me about it, I'll do a little bit of digging or send them to the, the podcast episode. Uh, but the other thing she found was they were much better at regulating uh, their temperature. And I did see some other studies uh, today uh, that she was involved in where they they would dip in one appendage. So maybe like someone's right hand into um, like five degrees Celsius water, which in freedom units, I don't know what that is, but freaking cold. And they would do it for, you know, uh, a few bouts a day for about two to three minutes per bout for multiple days a week. And then when they would dip in the left and the right hand, they found that the right hand would stay warmer, uh, which is pretty interesting. I mean, your, your body should be able to keep itself warm. Uh, I think we all know certain people that are always cold um, and can't, can't regulate their uh, body's temperature very well. So that is something to note. Uh, I have found that that is true. The more I do it, the better I get at becoming warm after these cold plunges. And the easier it is to go outside when it's maybe 35 degrees and I have to let Bernie outside to use the bathroom, it's a lot easier to control my breath if it's like a cold gust of wind and I can stay out there longer. So certainly some benefits um, for sure with cold plunging. There, There are some just pretty crazy claims that are out there though. I mean, I was seeing people say that, you know, it'll cure depression and it, it does all this stuff. It replaces coffee. and Like, no, it doesn't do that. I mean, maybe in some people uh, with the depression, I guess if you're feeling really numb to things, you know, and you're just kind of like going through life and you're not really awake at all. I mean, you get into some cold, cold water. It's impossible to just coast through that. I mean, your attention is spiked dramatically. It's pretty crazy. Um, it's and that's actually kind of it's a, kind of a weird version of meditation in a way. Um, you have to focus on your breathing, and it's pretty impossible to think of anything else because thinking about the cold doesn't make it better. So if you just think about your breathing and focus on your breathing, I find that it actually is somewhat meditative, although a little bit painful as well. Uh, the the brown fat part with the metabolism. I I don't know if I'm really feeling anything like that. I don't really know what I should be looking for, right? Um, The next person I was kind of looking at was uh, this guy named Mike Isratel, and I'll link his YouTube video. Uh, He is so good at putting scientific studies and content into just a super palatable form. Uh, 10 to 30 minute videos is what he does. He has a PhD in exercise science. He's a professor at Lehman College. Um, and he's also jacked, which also helps. Uh, so smart and actually has practiced it. And he kind of does a couple counter arguments to cold plunging. Um, when, you, when, you, when you work out, you're going to be inflamed, okay? Um, that's your blood rushing to your joints and your muscles causes inflammation. It's inflammation that you want. So cold plunging will decrease Your inflammation, which in general, if you're just walking around, is good. Um, But when you're after a bout of exercise, you want to be inflamed. You want to let the blood rush through your muscle and your joints and all that good stuff. And so he was arguing that if you cold plunge right after hypertrophy or strength training, you're going to stunt your gains because you need that inflammation. And something about metabolites, guys, I don't know. He explains it all again. I don't care why. I just care about the how and not to. So what uh, how I've used this is I work out every morning. I work out at about 4:45, 4:50 in the morning until about 6 p.m. or <laughs> 6 p.m. 6 a.m. and then I will cold plunge later that night about 12 hours later. Dr. Mike Isertel says you want to wait at least 8 hours for that natural inflammation to come down. So if you're looking to maximize your strength gains and you're looking to maximize your hypertrophy gains, hold off cold plunging for about eight to 10 hours after your workout. I have found that as far as recovery through the roof, Um, I believe that's another thing that Susanna Soberg and Andrew Huberman talk about as well. I I work out every day and I intuitively have been taking rest days. I do a push pull legs arm split. So it's a four day split that I continuously run. And I only I only take rest days if I feel like, you know, I've been kind of putting the pedal to the metal a little bit too much. Maybe some just chronic, not chronic fatigue, but systemic fatigue where my whole body feels tired. My, my brain might just be, you know what, I need, I need a rest day. Um, I, I only have to do one maybe one, one or two a month. And I do find if I go a little bit maybe too hard and maybe I kind of tweak something, you know, my low back is just a little stiff, not sore, like I worked it really well, but just kind of, hey, I think I messed something up. Um, after about a day and a half or two doing two bouts of cold plunging, it's completely gone. Granted, it would probably get better on its own as well, but it certainly has accelerated that process. And going back to the timing of it, if I'm plunging eight hours plus after my exercise, I'm not stunting any of the gains. But if I'm able to alleviate soreness for my next workout, that's fantastic. If I do chest on Monday and I have to do chest again on Friday, but my chest is still wicked sore and just feeling kind of weak, then I didn't recover well enough. I found that adding the cold plunges in helps me recover much quicker. My joints feel great, unless I do something stupid, which I am prone to do sometimes. Um, so yeah, from from just a pragmatic point of view, it, it's helped me out quite a bit. Um, and then our, our boy TC Loma from T Nation, um, pretty much saying this, some of the same stuff as, as Dr. Mike, he points out a study that was done in mice where they took the, this is kind of cute to think about, but also kind of messed up, I guess. They took little electrodes and put them on the calf muscles of mice. I didn't even know that mice had calf muscles, but they, they stimulated them for a certain period of time and then they took little biopsies of the calf muscles and looked at them under a microscope. They found after three days, the non-cold um, exposed calf muscles on the mice um, rec- were fully recovered in three days while the uh, cold exposed calf muscles right after the stimulation was not fully recovered. So. It is mice, not humans. There's always that caveat. But needless to say, um, don't do it right after you work out, although it does feel good. He also says, and this is something I disagree with with TC, is that if you have an injury, do not ice it. The only way I would disagree with that is if the pain is so severe, you have to temporarily numb it. And I'm talking like when I was in high school and I destroyed my ankle in gymnastics, they instantly put it in ice. And five minutes later, you know, teammates are coming in to visit me at the athletic trainer's office. And they're like, dude, how are you? And I'm like, I don't even feel my ankle. And it was so, so numb that a couple hours later, I I finally had this massive surge of pain. So for pain mitigation, it can be good. But for recovery, you probably want to you know, pump some blood through that area. that's why if you're, you know, if you're really sore and you go for a walk, you know, your legs will probably be less sore. uh, The next day, Uh, using a muscle tends to somewhat heal it as long as the volume and intensity is fairly low. Um, So I guess for me personally, this might sound kind of weird. I didn't really do it mainly for the health benefits, um, again, I feel like a lot of them were overhyped. Some of them have proven to be very fruitful, such as the um, the recovery and the thermal regulation that my body is able to do. I get cold, I mean, regularly throughout the week, and I find that when I'm not plunging, I don't really get that cold. Um, very good at warming my body up, which is very nice. A little bit better at cooling it down as well, actually. So the regulation um, is actually quite good. Uh, I will say that. But the main reason I would tell someone to cold plunge, and this is something that Wim Hof uh, promotes quite a bit, and actually on his website, there is a, a study of people and their, and their mental, mental toughness, mental belief. Um, and I find every time before I do a cold plunge, I mean, guys, I I sometimes feel like I need to use the bathroom. Like I've told my buddy Alex, hey, dude, I I have to go shit. But I'm just nervous. That's all it is. I just get butterflies. Um, You know, this is something that Andrew Huberman and Susanna Soberg talk about as well is the massive mental win. Now, this has a huge caveat, though. This only happens if you decide it to be true. Okay, now what I mean by that is If if you're just like, okay, I'm going to do this cold plunge for the health benefits, not work it up at all, and just do it. I don't know anyone who would be able to do that because it's freaking scary and it hurts. Um, Then you won't get any mental toughness out of it. But if you've done it enough times and you know it sucks, and every time you do it, you tell yourself, hey, this is really tough. Not a lot of people do this. I do not want to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. That gives you a huge, huge win. Um, I mean, every time after I get out of the cold plunge, I, I feel like I kind of climbed a mountain—you know, a little mini mountain, right? I feel, I feel amazing, um, and, and it just makes me think, like, you know, what if I can do things I don't want to do? I'm gonna be way better off, you know, because then later at work or maybe at home, you know, if there's something that I don't really want to do. It's like, hey, this is no different than the cold plunge. And I've I've actually found a nice little method to getting stuff done that I made up cold plunging and I use in life. When I get into the water, it's very easy. It's very easy when you're like knee deep to just be like, you know what? I'm just gonna stand here for a bit. You might end up staying there for five minutes. So the new rule I've made for myself is once both feet touch the ground, I get three inhales and exhales at most, and then I have to go in. So using that mindset, okay, I've made up that rule in my mind, three inhales and exhales, and then you go. If I'm on the couch, same thing. Sometimes, and, and it might be, hey, count to three and get up. You know, By the time you get to three, you better be going since I've made that rule in my head and I've practiced it with something very difficult, I can do it with other things as well. I think we can all tend to procrastinate in our everyday lives and then it causes more stress because you're not getting any of the stuff done that you said you would. And so if you just tell yourself, okay, I'm distracted, maybe I'm on Instagram, too much TikTok, whatever, Netflix. Okay, one, two, three, done. And you have to follow it. So that's a, been a huge benefit of me cold plunging. Personally, I have found, um, this is a, again going going back to the podcast with Susanna Soberg and Andrew Huberman with the prescription for it, you know, 11 minutes at least, about two to three minutes per session. Um, the temperature is interesting to me. They say it has to be a minimum of 59 degrees. Well, what I found is, You need to make that colder as you get more cold adapted. I've also found the colder, the better for me. So I, over the summer and in the fall, I would do it anywhere between 49 and 56 degrees right now, since I'm leaving it outside, it has been as low (laughs) as 30 degrees. That shit is cold. I will tell you this, between 30 and 35 degrees, if I'm in there for a minute to a minute and a half, I get out, I feel exhilarated. That's where I feel like people might be able to, you know, temporarily get out of their depressive episode. I mean, that is a totally, totally different feeling. It's so freaking cold that when you get out, it feels not only like a huge mental win, But I feel like you kind of get this massive rush of dopamine as well. And it feels so, so amazing. So I feel like that recommendation, only stick to it for a little bit, you know, that like 59 degrees. um, And the big thing is it has to shock you. That's the big thing that Susanna Soberg says is that it must shock you. Um, You should kind of get your breath taken away just a little bit and then be able to calm it down, you know, relatively quickly within 20. 20 to 30 seconds. So what do you do if you wanna try cold plunging but don't want to you know, buy these $3,000, $5,000 cold plunges? There's a number of ways to do it. I don't wanna spend three grand on a cold plunge. Um, I, I kind of I would now though. Um, couple things you can do is fill your tub up with water and add a bunch of ice. You could do that. Um, sounds very inconvenient and sounds like something you won't actually do. Uh, go for, it, but I wouldn't recommend it. What I would recommend doing is what I did. I bought what's called a new Recover, which is N U Recover. Uh, there's also ones called the I think it's called like the Ice Pod or the Cold Pod, something like that. Guys, it's like a hundred bucks. Save up for a month, whatever. Like, it's not that expensive, and all it is is pretty much a mini mini pool that's about three and a half feet high, and just fill it up with water, put ice in it, leave it outside. Nowadays, it stays, gets cold and stays cold. And I've pretty much worked it into my, my daily life where I work on the morning, come home. And I just get in the plunge at least, you know, I would say probably right now about four to five days a week. And it's, it's been awesome. Absolutely amazing. So check those out for sure. Um, Definitely check out the Susanna Soberg, Mike Isratel. um, podcast and articles, I'll link them to the description. The TC Loma one was interesting. I just thought the, the mice thing was kind of funny. And then I also find something that I, that I disagree with as well. Ending notes though, I would probably tell you guys, don't make cold plunging one of your big rocks in fitness. Okay, you're filling up a jar, you're gonna put the big rocks in first, then the pebbles and then the sand. In my opinion, there's really only three big rocks to fitness, and that is health and fitness, and that is your training, recovery, and nutrition. Those are the three big rocks. Obviously, cold plenty can fall under recovery, but it would fall under recovery as probably a pebble. Recovery would probably just be sleep, to be honest. Sleep is the big rock of that. Um, If you're not consistently training, and watching your diet and trying for sleep, maybe hold off on cold plunging. Um, don't don't buy a lot of uh, the overhyped stuff that they say. Yeah, kind of not true. A little bit of validity to it. I kind of get it. Um, but if you got some things dialed in and you're kind of looking for that next step, not only physically in uh, your recovery, but also your mental toughness as well. Couldn't couldn't recommend it enough. The mental toughness benefits are absolutely awesome. If that's what you're using it for, um, even just today, I was doing it 30 minutes ago. I had a minute and a half going, and I, I almost got out. And then I told myself, like, no, I decide. I decide when I get out of this thing. Not my wantingness to get out. I want. I'm going in. I, I told myself, you're going another 30 seconds, and then you'll get out. It's my choice. And when I got out, I felt amazing, not just physically, but mentally. I was like, yeah, did another 30 seconds in 34 degree water. Felt absolutely awesome. Um, feel free. i say shoot me a DM. I'm not on Instagram, but <laughs> shoot me a text. I don't know. Maybe I'll answer DMs at some point, but um, guys, thanks for listening. Again, I will post the the podcast and the YouTube video onto the, uh, the description of this episode. And guys, we'll catch you in the next one. See ya. I live a life I deserve. Bless. Fuck a vacay. I feel better at work. I mean, whatever it's worth. I give whatever I'm worth. Blessings on blessings on blessings. Look at my life, man. That's lessons on lessons on lessons. I treat this being like it's irreverent. I tell the truth like father, forgive me. These are all my confessions.